a presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> Thanks. So. Microphones are on. Marker yeah. eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and A.J. Knight filling in for A.J. Salveson. Thanks for tuning in, however you may be listening, whether you're on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, or on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, or even if you're uh, doing this when it's convenient for you and listening to our podcasts. Thank you for being along with us. As uh, a lot of things to cover today, uh, the final rankings are out for high school hoops in 4A, in the state of Utah, uh, we now know what the the playoff picture looks like. The brackets are out with the final seedings as well for both the boys and the girls basketball teams for Region 11 as they are paired up with uh, Region 10. Though the first round, there's a lot of uh, rematches within Region play. So we'll go through who's playing where, what the rankings look like. Uh, it, it, are they fair? Do they make sense? And then what next week will look like when everybody converges on uh, on St. George. And I'm, I I have mean that facetiously, but not totally. I mean, literally half of everyone it seems to be converging on St. George this upcoming weekend. It's impossible to find a hotel down there. So if you haven't already, good luck trying to find a place to stay going down for whatever reason. But uh, we got Aggie basketball trying to figure out what happened last night in San Diego. Jazz are on the road tonight in L.A. to take on the Lakers. There's uh, uh, Today was the, is the day that they're celebrating the Super Bowl for the Rams. Does that have a hangover effect for the Lakers, who never had a parade after they won the championship in the bubble? Uh, and, uh, boy, just still a lot of different things to get through. Oh, big thing today also this afternoon, Mountain West announcing their conference football schedule for the upcoming season. So now we know what Utah State's complete football season is going to look like. We'll lay that out for you. Where the Aggies play, who they play, and when do they play. So it's all coming up today. Very busy show. As always, you're welcome to uh, to chime in and participate. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. <laughs> AJ, what, what's going on over there? Uh, nine three one five. Can we have AJ give us his best AJ impression? See how he's feeling in. See how he's filling in for the elf AJ. <laughs> That's mean. No, it's elf the AJ. Yeah. Elf the AJ. Elf the AJ. Excuse me, elf the AJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we heard enough impressions yesterday from AJ to satisfy us for a while. 
Oh, jeez. Uh, it's a good roast of, of IJ yesterday. I heard a little bit of it. Yeah. He runs BYU TV is what I heard. <laughs> and the show that's behind what, the scenes. That's what I heard. You can't get too diametrically opposed. <laughs> <laughs> Publications and what they well, do. Well, it's just, you know, he plays both sides. I don't know if you saw, but uh, someone took a screenshot. Maybe it was fake, but I saw it. It was on Twitter this morning. Someone took a screenshot. It was on TNT, I think, last night or the night before. And they said the Western Conference standings, and they just left the jazz out. Whoa. They were just not in it. Just conveniently leave them out. So I sent it to Ajay, and I said, this is because you whine all the time that they're not in it, so they just saved you the heartbreak ahead of time, just not <laughs> even putting them in. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so, um, yes, the, the Guild Mortgage text line is open. Uh, feel free to chime in, agree, disagree, take shots. It's all it's all apparently open season there. 435 <laughs> First of all, uh, AJ, you, you've been calling uh, high school hoops and uh, for the Mountain Crest Mustangs the last couple of seasons. Uh, you've done not only the, the boys' team, but you've done a couple of girls' basketball games as well. Let's see, uh, The RPI rankings released this morning, and before we go through all of them and kind of detail you know, who's ranked where, any, any surprises in what you saw there at the very end? How about this? I can't complain this year. I feel like that Ridgeline got hosed. So that's the first time in like four RPIs that I haven't been upset with the Riverhawks. Like, so you mentioned how we're going to have rematches. And I, I don't know if that appeases because obviously it's it's based on a computer system determines it. Seeds 1 through 13, we bracket it's the fairest way. Legendary Al Lewis gave me a suggestion a couple weeks ago that I don't hate. I don't know how you would bracket it out because it doesn't work. He said what you should do, since there's only two regions in Class 4s, here's what you do. So 6 and 7 in Region 10 play each other for the last spot. And then you just pair them. So number one from class uh, from region 11 gets number six from region 10 and you just go that way diagonally so we don't get these rematches because if you look at the bottom of both brackets in the boys bracket green canyon host logan winner gets ridgeline in the girls bracket in the bottom mountain crest host bear river winner gets skyview so by virtue two of region 11 teams are going to knock each other out and before we even get to the semifinals and you know again computer wise it's calculated out the most fair way, quote unquote. But eh, eh. <laughs> it's well, like when hockey changed it, and they were like, "Okay, so and suppose the seeds one through eight, we're gonna play all the divisional rounds first. It's like the stupidest thing. It's the dumbest thing. Well, it, and what all people always complain about is that uh, it, there's a lot of people that kind of get stuck on the old. If you performed well in region, that should give you a leg up on how you perform and where you get placed in the postseason. Right. The region doesn't matter. We have to constantly no, it remind people it, it doesn't. doesn't matter. Does not. I mean, yes, your wins and losses matter, but your standings in region have zero bearing on what happens to the postseason. Case in point, for the girls' basketball, uh, Skyview, uh, actually, it's a better case in point. Uh, in, in for boys basketball, and I'll, I'll go to there. Uh, for boys basketball, um, Skyview finished the regular season in Region Six and Four, but they're the and they're the fourth team overall in the state. Yep. Green Canyon had a better region record yep. at seven and three. Yep. But they're sixth overall in the state. Yeah, but I believe what Green Canyon swept Skyview too. I believe. Did they not? They won. I know they won at Skyview. Did they lose at the beginning? I can't remember. Uh, they Skyview had that went big on that come stretch. from behind game. Now I'm blanking. I might be wrong on my history. 
But yeah, I mean, that's a good point. We'll, we'll verify that. But yeah, it's uh, you have teams that have that will play better in region, and should they get rewarded? Should they get a leg up? Should they get a better placement in the postseason? I say no. I like this oh, this format. You. How dare you? Because it takes the entire body of work. It doesn't falsely uh, enhance what somebody did in their region because it's about what you did in the entirety of your whole schedule. So I I like the RPI and how it's working. I don't. I think the RPI would be a better system if there were more than two regions in Class Four. That I think makes it a huge issue. Oh my gosh! Well, because yes, the, the truncated that, number that is of teams, a whole other issue that needs to be addressed, magnifies yes. everything. I think if there were more region, at least a third one to kind of spread out the decimal point or the statistical points, it would be less of an issue for me. But when there's two regions, like you said, I mean, the bottom of unfortunately on the boys' side, the bottom of class four is region eleven: Logan, Bear River, and Mountain Crest. So that unfortunately hurts Skyview. Ridgeline and Green Canyon, even though I think Green Canyon Ridgeline took care of business on their end. Skyview did not, but Skyview didn't get punished for it, which is again another would be another criticism to the RPI system not really working, but you know, whatever. Uh, by the way, uh, Green Canyon and Skyview split. Uh, okay, Skyview so they did won split. the first meeting 65 to 46, so they took care of okay. business. And then in their, their second meeting, Skyview had the lead. They did. And then Green Canyon mostly. Brady Smith just went nuts in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did 34 points in the fourth quarter, which is unheard of in a high school game. And they won that one 81 to 73. See, but here's the thing. So the non-region schedule is obviously a factor. And the, what are the decimal points? Your win percentage, your opponent's win percentage, and your opponent's opponent's win percentage, et cetera, et cetera. Your friend of your friend of your friend, all that. Yes. But like by that virtue, how about uh, – look – I was super glad to see it. Mountain Crest snapped a 16-game losing streak to Skyview, all that. Green Canyon didn't lose to Mountain Crest. Skyview did. Like, that should be a factor because, look, I cover Mountain Crest. Look, I love, love them to death. I want to see them win or whatever. They finished 13 in the 13 of 13. So, Skyview should be punished for that loss, and I don't think they were. Just saying. This RPI <laughs> system, I don't, have, I don't have a beef with it this year like I normally do because Ridgeline, I don't care what who you interviewed, whatever, Ridgeline has gotten hosed three straight RPIs before this one before. in football, basketball, and then football again. Uh, 9721, Skyview blew out Green Canyon in the first matchup at Green Canyon. I forgot. I couldn't remember. That Skyview went on that skid, and then they lost to everybody. Yeah, Skyview's had a weird season. Started out really strong, and then, yeah, they, they just got into a funk. Uh, they were losing uh, quite a few games. They narrowly win a game. They lose on a last-second putback, and they kind of struggled. But then at the very end, seemed like okay, we're kind of getting our pieces back together, and uh, yeah, we're going to play mean, a little better here. I think that you know you get shocked losing your rival at home. I, I mean, I think the, the most surprising one to me was when Logan went in there and beat them because it wasn't just the fact that they lost it; they were losing at home because they gave up the game to Green Canyon. Logan came in and dominated them. Um, and frankly, they almost lost five straight because Bear River had a shot, I believe, to tie it at the buzzer yes. and couldn't get it to go down. So they almost they potentially looks. lost five straight in region to everybody. So the final RPI is out. So for the boys in region 11, Ridgeline finishes third, 17 and five overall, eight and one in region play. See, Dixie was also 17 and five. 
and they were nine and three in their region. But again, it's the entire body of work. Region ten, a stronger basketball region. Yeah, and I mean, so shows statistically right when, as you mentioned, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Region eleven are out of region eleven. Yeah. So Ridge, Ridge Line is number three. Skyview is at number four. Green Canyon at number six. And then, as we mentioned, Logan, 11, Bear River, 12, Mountain Crest, 13. Yep. Uh, so as it stands with the current situation that we're in with, with 4A, the top three teams will get a first-round bye. So Ridgeline doesn't play on Friday. Everybody else plays. And so it's going to be a busy Friday. Uh, and, and some of these games are actually going to be a little bit earlier. The Bear River game actually will tip off at six. And you got to drive. That's the only one you got to drive for in region. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rod Zundel is planning on going down to cover that game. Uh, there are a couple of seven thirty tip times, which I don't fully understand why. Seven thirty. Maybe they're doing double headers with the girls. That might make sense down mm-hmm. in Region Ten. Uh, but in Cache Valley. Skyview is going to host Mountain Crest. Those have been close games. Yeah, Ma- I mean, Mountain Crest. Both times they played each beat other. Beat them on a buzzer beater. Mountain Crest played pretty well in uh, Smithfield for about three quarters before the Bobcats kind of flexed their will on that one. They were good games. So Skyview number four, Mountain Crest number 13. They'll face each other on Friday night. And uh, Hurricane John Newbold will have that one here on the fan. Then it'll also be Logan at Green Canyon. Craig Hyssop will call that game Friday at 7 o'clock. And um, if I'm not mistaken, those were – they had a close game there too. Yeah, Green Canyon barely beat Logan 80-77 to 77, uh, just a couple weeks ago. That was a good game actually, yeah. Um, and then in their f- earlier meeting, Green Canyon took care of business 70-56. to 56, But Logan is kind of a team that's adjusted their roster a little bit and their oh, rotations. Yeah. Since so. they moved um, – ah, forgive me, Region 11 fans, the point guard – they moved him to kind of a point forward, and they started passing the ball a little bit better. They're, they're a much better team the back half of region. Uh, and so those are the teams facing each other. And as mentioned, Bear River is at Crimson Cliffs. That's going to be Friday at 6, and that'll be on uh, 104.9 The Ranch with Rod Zundel. And you can watch all three of those games on CashValleyDaily.com. Unfortunately, when it goes to a neutral site event, for state championship, particularly for football and boys basketball, we're not allowed to go do the video presentation of these games. But we will still have radio there, and so we'll still have opportunities for you to listen and follow along, and links you can stream it on your phone or on your desktop so you can uh, follow these teams. So here's what it looks like if we just go chalk. Chalk. Unless you, you see an upset here. Uh, AJ, correct me where I'm wrong, but if we go Not chalk... Not opening round, now. I uh, mean, I don't know much about Cedar. I actually take it back. I, I, I got to see Cedar this year. Now, I, I would. I don't know much about Hurricane and Pine View. That's the 8-9 matchup. The rest of it, I would I would take chalk at this point in time. Yeah, it's uh, trying to predict what's coming out of Region 10 is going to be tough. But yeah. Skyview, Mountain Crest, close games both times, but Skyview... At home. At home... They're starting to make some adjustments and yeah. playing with a little more confidence. Maybe they get that. Okay, just for argument's sake, we'll say that Skyview wins. They play Monday 
in St. George at Dixie State University at 9.30 a.m. That's ridiculous. 9.30. Can't scooch it up a little bit more. That's bad. I mean, I know they're trying to get a lot of games in for both the boys and the girls in one venue, but... That's bad. (laughs) That is not fun. There's some uh, tournaments that they participate in, like in December, sometimes during holiday breaks. Um, where they have some earlier start times than normal, but oh yeah, the, I, I don't remember anybody having a nine thirty tip. No, Skyview did the uh, North South Showcase this year, and I think the earliest game was I want to say eleven on Saturday, and that one was weird. Mountain Crest played in that one, and that's tough to get your team up and get excited. It's tough to, go. to get the broadcast team up for it. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so they would face the winner of Bear River and Crimson Cliffs. Crimson Cliffs, good team. Uh, they went thirteen and eight overall. That's uh, a solid record. And uh, they were seven and five in conference, so not dominant, but solid. Uh, Bear River, they've they've been close. They've been competitive in a lot of games, but they've they've, they've had, had a hard time ones. finding wins. Yep. So it's probably more than likely it'll be a four or five matchup there in that quarterfinal round between Skyview and Crimson Cliffs. Um. Later in the day will be the next time we'll see any other Region 11 team play, and that's yep. at 2.30. Ridgeline automatically advances because they get that first round by, and so they'll face the winner of Green Canyon and Logan. Tell you what, that Ridgeline, I think, handled their business against Green Canyon this year, but I, I would look forward to that matchup. Yeah, I think that one would be good. Uh, Smith has been great. Uh, I, I think... Never count out Coach Logan Brown. Um, Spoiler alert, he may have got a vote in my all-region team. <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be coming out soon. Thank you to you and Hurricane John as the only people who have got those in yet. Yeah, what can I say? We're professionals. I know. Or we have nothing better to do. <laughs> uh, so in the first meeting, Ridgeline beat Green Canyon 51-37. to Low-scoring game. And then the second time they met, it was Ridgeline 68, Green Canyon 51. So... About the only team Green Canyon had figured out yet this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ridgeline, Ridgeline played pretty well against the Wolves. But, uh, again, that'll be at 2.30 unless uh, – well, that game happens at 2.30 no matter what. But Logan could play the upset yep. a- and advance, in which case Ridgeline um, easily took care of Logan 64-51 to and – 65 to 45. Can I say it's nice this year? And the RPAI numbers dictated it, but it's nice this year that the Region 11 teams won't knock each other out in terms of who potentially plays for a state finals. Because if it goes chalk, you're talking Skyview and Snow Canyon, Dixie and Ridgeline. So you could have all Region 11 or none Region 11. That's true. That's true. Skyview could get hot and pull off some upsets. And and if Ridgeline keeps playing like they have been lately, and it could be a, uh, an all-Region 11 final. It's absolutely possible. Which I'm sure will be very well attended in St. George. <laughs> I know. Uh, it, well, this, that happened last year for girls. Uh, it was Skyview versus Logan. That was down in Richfield. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was a few years before that. No, it was, uh, it was Skyview versus uh, it was the St. George team. I think it was Cedar. With Mason Falslip. That was down at Southern Utah, SUU, where that, that tournament was played. So, um, but it's possible. This this Snow Canyon team seems to be 
really the, the class of 4A. They've had a great year, 21-2. and two, Hard to argue. Two losses coming in conference play. Um, Ridgeline played Snow Canyon earlier in the year, and it was a one-possession game. That Green Canyon lost, played them, lost by 13. Yeah, Ridgeline lost by three. And that's that's kind of a – it's interesting to see it because Ridgeline kind of got off to a slow start at the beginning of the season and kind of rounded in a form right before region. Because I think Ridgeline was what, five and four? They they were floating for a smidge. Yeah, and no, then that's got true. And, I mean, can I point out uh, Crimson Cliffs? Yes. Snow Canyon, excuse me. Lost to Cedar, who is – who is what the seventh seed? So I mean, they can be beat. It's not like they got beat by the top of the top. Dixie's the two seed. That's the other loss. So that tracks. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's possible. So um, yeah, the RPI is out. The seedings uh, for the playoffs is is out as well. You can see that on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, girls, the RPI is out as well. Well, we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, Interesting moves there for the girls and how that's got two teams that get a first round by. But Region Eleven's loaded. Region Eleven, it's kind of opposite here for the girls uh, than it is for the boys, where uh, the bottom half of the region was really struggled for the boys and uh, different story for the girls, um, sort of. <laughs> I mean, the top. It's more than just the top half that was good for the girls. So. Uh, we'll get into that here in just a second. I'll we'll love to continue to get your thoughts on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. We'll recap what happened last night between Utah State and San Diego State. We'll hear from Coach Odom. We'll hear from Justin Bean. Uh, you, the uh, uh, football schedule is out for Utah State and the rest of the Mountain West. The conference schedule has been released, so now we know the full schedule for USU. Start making your plans for uh, fall trips and things like that based on when the Aggies are home or not. So we'll go through that. And uh, more of your uh, your your agreements or disagreements or whatever's on your mind on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. This is Ryan at My Mattress. It's here. The President's Day event is our biggest event of the year. Double dip, though, this year because it's our 10-year anniversary. If you've been waiting, right now is the time to buy an IntelliBed, the world's best bed. Buy one today and get a free adjustable base worth up to $2,500. A special hybrid mattress just arrived, was $1,300, now just $699. Pillows, sheets, and $69 twin mattresses, up to five years, no interest financing. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Our 10th President's Day event at My Mattress. Don't know about you, but I adore my dog, Winston. However, I don't adore the occasional accident. This is Dow with ChemDry of Northern Utah. With ChemDry's specially formulated pet urine removal treatment, we'll help take care of those unsightly pet stains and odors. Even severely damaged carpets can be saved with ChemDry's revolutionary methods. Pets are part of the family too, so until we can learn to polytrain them, calling us is the next best option. ChemDry of Northern Utah's pet urine removal treatment. Northern Utah, 
Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest February 17th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. to learn all about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come and see us February 17th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493 to RSVP and walk-ins are always welcome. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and AJ Knight. Uh, high School Hoops, the 4A final RPI rankings are out. Playoff pairings have been announced. Uh, we've got all the details on CashValleyDaily.com. Going through some of the boys' teams and their rankings and what their schedules look like. Uh, we've got uh, those games coming up on Friday here on, uh, on the fan. But also, we've got uh, games uh, with, with girls that are going on. The girls' RPI is also out. Uh, Ridgeline, number one. No surprise there. Nope. That girls' team has been dominant wire to wire. And not a single senior on the, on the, on the roster. Not just the varsity roster. They don't have a senior in the program. That is nuts. Yes. That is absolutely nuts. Uh, their one loss, uh, I'm trying to remember where that was. I'm looking that up right now. The one time that Ridgeline lost, this was not in region play because they were undefeated. Sugar Salem at Sugar Salem. Oh, that's Salem. right. They went up to Idaho. And they lost by five. And if I remember what Zollinger told me, he said that they just didn't shoot very well. Shed an off day. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. So they're number one. Uh, Skyview is number three with an overall record of 15 and eight. So both Ridgeline and Skyview get first round buys. Green Canyon is number five. Mountain Crest, number six. So four of the top six teams come out of Region 11. Uh, Bear River at 11 and Logan at 13. Uh, so here's the, the playoff schedule for where those teams play and who they face. So Ridgeline and Skyview, they're just going to make the trip down to St. George and just see who they face. Uh, but uh, Logan's going to be on the road. They travel down to Snow Canyon. Snow Canyon's 15-6, and six, ranked fourth overall. 
uh, Green Canyon, they're hosting Crimson Cliffs. Crimson Cliffs was ranked 12th with a 4-17 overall record. I was at Green Canyon uh, last night, by the way, on the subject of Ridgeline with no seniors. Green Canyon won. One senior. Kind of exciting, right? I mean, uh, young young rosters. That yes. yes, there may be some inexperience and maybe some mistakes that happen along the way, but it kind of bodes well for the future of girls basketball in regional. It, it does. Uh, honestly, I was talking to John Olson last night. We we're calling the Green Canyon Mountain Crest game to close out the regular season, and I think if I had a vote for Region Eleven Girls Player of the Year, um, Emily Skinner for Ridgeline is super good in a freshman, but I think it would go to McKenna from Green Canyon. Hmm. She averages 17 points and 11 rebounds a game. Ooh. Wow. That's that's solid. Solid work. Uh, so the other team to mention is uh, we've got a rematch that's going on, a region rematch for the girls in the first round. That's Bear River, and they will be at Mountain Crest, the 11 at number 6 seed. Um, winner gets Skyview. And then, yes, the winner will face Skyview on on Monday. That'll be 4 o'clock, well, 4.10 in the afternoon. Uh, Ridgeline faces the winner of Dixie and Pineview, and that'll be at 7.30. Uh, and so these games are going from 9.30 a.m. for the boys when they start to the last girls game tipping off at 9.10 p.m. Good gosh. That is a long day. Yeah, it is. I, by the way, day. for the girls' bracket, too, uh, I've seen Green Canyon a couple times this season, the girls' team. I think there's a legitimate chance three of the final four teams are from Region 11. I mean, because Ridgeline's won. They're going to be favorite. I think Green Canyon will win their first round. I think they can beat Snow Canyon, and Skyview at three gets a bye. There will be a Region 11 team, obviously, that comes out of that because they'll get the winner of Mountain Crest and Bear River, and I give them a shot against Desert Hills. I think three of the four could potentially be from Region 11 in the girls' bracket. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Ridgeline... Uh, if they advance to the semifinals, potentially could face Green Canyon if Green Canyon pulls off uh, an upset over Snow Canyon, which is possible, absolutely. And then, um, yeah, Skyview could continue to go go forward as well. So I, I like that. We'd love to see three of the four in the semifinals and then have an all-region 11 championship. Again. Uh, again, yes, <laughs> just like we had last year. And so the semifinals and the finals for girls basketball, we will have them on the radio. Uh, we've got uh, we do know that Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger are going to be down in St. George this week. Excuse me, next week, calling play by play. And so we're making arrangements to have them call as many of these games going on as as possible because it is it's far away, and you might be able to get down there for a, a game on a Monday. But if you've got work, you got to get back for or school. It's hard to get down there and stay down there for games that will take place on Tuesday. And if you're lucky enough for the championship, your team to be in the championship on on Wednesday. Yeah. Now this is uh, these games have been happening through the last several last couple of years have been pretty far away from Region Eleven. Uh, Southern Utah sick of it. in Cedar City, then it was in Richfield, and now we're in St. George. Uh, I don't know what the cycle is like when the next time they come up this way um, weber at least the spectrum yeah vivant there's a couple options available I, utah valley somewhere that's somewhat in the middle yeah. closer at least i think it's kind of bogus because the idea right the idea is to go to a neutral site so like back home in indiana 
they go to Indianapolis because it's it legitimately is the dead center of the state. It's also the capital, and the idea is fair is fair. So this idea that it keeps rotating around the southern part of the state is kind of bogus, especially when the region is the northern part of the state and the southern part of the state. That is class four right now. <laughs> there's there's no balance there whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's. I think they. Every two years, if I'm not mistaken, they reevaluate classifications. Right. And so I think we will be coming up on this summer, or maybe even in the springtime, reevaluating uh, student enrollment and growth trends and things like that. So there, there's a chance there might be some changes, but I don't. Well, what blows I don't my mind know that it can be dramatic. What blows my mind, and I guess it's because you move whole regions. What blows my mind is they cleaned out class four, and then nothing came up from class three. That kind of drives that's nuts. And I'm sure there's there's a set standard, right? So obviously, it's not like they did it on purpose, but it's just kind of weird that class four got cleaned out of ten teams, and then no other teams trickled their way up from class three. Yeah, it's. I think. It's kind of a narrow window. Like, if you're going to be in this classification, it's kind of a narrow uh, population group. Mm. Like, can we expand that maybe a little bit? And maybe it makes sense that maybe if one looks like they're a little bit over or just a little bit under geographically, does it still make sense for them to make that move? It's a fair point. In the classification. I mean, because I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I know what class five is huge now. And if you're a class five, you got to be kind of a little mad, right? Because it's just so many more teams to compete with. That's harder to, yeah. Whereas it, statistically, it, it, there's 13 teams in class four. Statistically, there's a one in 13 chance you're the best team in the state yeah. in that class. <laughs> your, your odds are a lot higher. Yeah. Pick, play multiple sports, I mean, you get a chance look to at, go. Look the at playoffs. the basketball. You finish in the top three, you play three games. That's it. Like, there's four rounds. That's all there is. Whereas when I first started doing this, there was 20, what, 21 teams? 23 teams? I don't remember what it was. So there were several rounds. It was an actual bracket. Right, yes. Yeah, you'd play your first two games at home sites. Yes. And then you would yep. advance to a, a, a tournament Yep. at a quote-unquote neutral site. Southern Utah. <laughs> uh, Dave Simmons, who calls the play-by-play for Ridgeline, weighing in, sending a text. says, even play the uh, tournament at a high school if you have to. Somewhere midway. Lots of exclamation points here. Uh, Provo or something? I mean, that's close-ish. It says there's some super nice new big high schools that could host those games. Uh, what about, like, Payson or Salem? Something. Sou- south end of Utah County. That's three and a half hours away-ish, three hours away from here. It's about the same coming up from southern Utah. That's about as close to Midway as you can get. But to say it's going to be all the way down to one place, one extreme or the other, is silly. So... Could I also say in Indiana they do it differently, and I don't I don't know if you hate this idea or not, but the thing that drives that is kind of nuts to me. So for basketball, right, it's three games in three days. So in Indiana, what what they do is so as opposed to regions, we have what are called sectionals. So it it's kind of it's wonky too, but you you have five or six teams in your sectional. So you win the sectional, you get a sectional championship, and then it from there on it's a game on. So then you have regional, semi-state, and state. And they're not successively day after day after day. So it's kind of nuts to me that this tournament is basically run its course in five days because I think that would help too. Could you split it up a little bit so that you could – then you may might have some a little bit more easier luck finding like you could do the final four and then the last two at Vivint or something as opposed to just cramming all this tournament into four days basically. 
Yeah, in fact, 2787 on our Guild Mortgage text line weighing in. That's how Idaho does their tournament. It's always in Boise. Uh, but it's also, it, the thing in Idaho is that they will have, you have your regular season, you've got your your region or your conference, as they call them. Right. And then you have a, a, a conference or a district tournament. And then from there, someone advances, kind of like a hybrid, kind of like what yeah. you were just describing yeah. in, in Indiana. And so you win your district, then you advance and go from there. And geography is certainly a big part of it with... Uh, with Idaho, and probably population is an issue with Indiana, with there, how yeah. many schools that you have. There's Yeah, there's six classes. So it, it makes sense to do something different. If your one region's going to be all the way to the north and the other one all the way to the south, it just doesn't really make sense with how they're doing it right now. And that could be the hybrid as much as it might stink, but you could do something, I think, like that, and then it would, it would reward the regions, right? So... You could do, for instance, and I, you, know, you have to figure out seven is wonky. You'd have to make the bracket weird or whatever. But, like, for instance, in Region 11, what you could do is the top two seeds get a bye, three plays six, four plays five, bracket it out, and then the top two teams go, and you take the top two teams to the other one, and you pair them up however you want to pair them up or whatever, and you pick a neutral site, and wham, bam, boom, you go. It's especially if you're going to pick a venue like St. George over President's Day weekend. <laughs> you got the parade of homes going on right now. It draws people from all over the area. Right. Yep. Uh, you've got this basketball tournament. You got a bunch of schools with their fan bases coming. The cheerleaders, the team, the parents yep. all want to come see it. Yep. Uh, I'm actually running down there this weekend because my youngest is in a soccer tournament that's going on down there. I understand there's a softball tournament. There's some balloon festival. There's like an art festival. It's like. How much stuff can we cram into one weekend? Jeez, it's impossible to find a hotel. And the hotels down there, they know this. I, oh, yeah. So yeah. their I mean, rates no, are ridiculous. No. That's See, that's just poor planning. Ridiculous. All right, look, let's just scrap it. We got time. We'll do the home sites, home sites on Friday. We'll pick another place. Like we'll find 1534 said uh, the Sevier Center in Richfield is a great facility. Yeah, that's where it was uh, last year, it, the Sevier Center. Uh, Richfield is a beautiful facility, but again, it's it's kind of out of the way. Um, uh, five or excuse me, six. But two, it's not it's not in a home region right. area. There is that at least. Six two one one says, and first, I don't remember the state basketball tournament being in Logan ever. And they said there's also a baseball tournament in St. George oh this weekend. Traffic is going to be a nightmare. Just so you didn't you didn't miss anything, Eric. Just so everybody knows what's going on. Uh, I'm going to tell my kid it's just cereal at where we're staying every time we eat because going out to eat will be a bumper to bumper traffic. Nuts. <laughs> uh, there was a basketball tournament. Actually, the 3A tournament was in the Spectrum. Uh, a few Thank years goodness. Ago. Oh, wait. No, they used to be in 3A. Just kidding. I, uh, I retract that my was, sarcasm. That was Ridgeline's sar- uh, inaugural year. Uh, Landon. Uh, Brinchley, right? Brinchley, yeah. Or was it Jackson? I forget those two brothers. I, was, Landon, the one Landon was in the first year I got to call. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's not nice. Zero three six six. Hold it at Utah State in the Spectrum. We could use some good basketball. <laughs> Ouch. Shots fired. It should at least rotate. To your point, it should rotate. I have a problem with it being in St. George if they're not going to centralize it. Because the idea of centralizing it is that there's no argument, right? You can't fight about it. It's the same place every time. But if you're going to put it in St. George, it needs to come up north as well. Agreed. I mean, it's been it's been south of Utah County the last 
three years, if I'm not mistaken. I think I've called five years now, and I have unfortunately never gotten a call playoff game. Uh, was it Weber within these last five years? It might have been at Weber once. Other than that, it's always been in St. George for all I can remember. St. George, Cedar City, Richfield. Look, UHSAA, I got a bone to pick with you over how you rank teams already. Move it up here. I would like to call the games. Uh, Jerks. Uh, Dave Simmons, he's fired up. <laughs> he says uh, that UHSAA, apparently his wife reached out to him, said they couldn't find a university venue besides Dixie State. I call crap on that. So that's that's where they decided to go. Uh, he says, I don't know, even know how the people from Bear River are even finding accommodations. I know. Amen. I tried to find a spot for Rod Zundel. And it's like somebody had me over a barrel, and I had to pay it. <laughs> oh, darn, Rod. You're going to have to stay in Vegas and make the commute back. I mean, I mean there's a kind of a run-down B&B outside of Zion's. Like, I, that's reasonable, but it's 30 minutes away. <laughs> okay, so... Live like a pioneer and then go to the game? So just purely hypothetical, purely hypothetical. So their argument is that... Is that based on scheduling? Like, they're saying that at Utah Tech, as it were, uh, that, that there was no scheduling conflict? Because if that's the case, there's this really great thing you can do and not play the three games in three days. It's possible to do that. I've seen it happen. So, and Dave makes another great point. What if what if Bear River goes down there and they pull off the upset? I mean, the buses are planning on coming back no matter what. Yeah, because Saturday game's morning. On, yeah, game's Monday. You have to, do they turn around and go back down on Sunday? And play bright and early Monday morning? <laughs> the coaching staff's going to be up there. How are you going right, to find a hotel Everybody then? bring a tent because they're camping out. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good Sleep point. Sleep on the bus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do. Oh. That's dumb. Oh, and he corrects us. It was Jackson Brenchley. Landon was a sophomore on that team. Jackson is the older brother. Okay, well then Landon played and was really good the first year I got to call. Yeah, because yes, it was like that makes more sense. That that re- that first team all region that year was like one of the easiest to put together because there was Falslev and Phipps and Brenchley. It was it was loaded. Yes. All right, uh, more more to get through here. We're fired up about high school basketball. I'm angry. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Is it time to change it? I mean, I'm more and more I think about it. I think Idaho's on to something. Uh, just pick a venue. It's always going to be that. It's it's the it's the place that everybody knows. But um, figure out who you're going to send first. Like do your own little tournaments closer to home. Send your best teams and we'll yeah, decide. Because that champion would that there. would reward that would reward you for winning your region. Because then you could either you get to host the games or whatever it is. And you play it all out, and that would reward you for winning the region. And then everybody still gets in. You can still combine all the things at the end of the day to figure out who's the best of the best, whatever. Yes, it needs to change. I like the idea everybody gets in. I'm good with that, but they need to change it. Uh, I, I want to disagree with you on that, though. At oh, one point, we'll, we'll take a timeout. We gotta, I'll explain it. why. <laughs> Coming up on the other side of this break here on the Full Court Press. Getting engaged? For more than a century, S.C. Needham Jewelers has been selling diamond engagement rings. For five generations, we've been selling natural diamonds. Now making history, we're excited to introduce lab-grown diamonds to our selection. These are beautifully cut diamonds and are man-made. They do save you money. Come examine these new diamonds, then select the perfect ring. You'll get S.C. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.C. Needham Jewelers. Middle of the block at the sign of the clock. 
We are talking with Jeff at Daryl's Appliance. Why does Northern Utah choose Daryl's when they need to repair their appliances? Our customers trust us to get the job done right. We have been repairing appliances for over 52 years. We also have our under one roof loyalty program where we discount the trip charge when you decide to buy new instead of the repair. Plus, our service calls and parts are guaranteed. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays. 2022 is all about you. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. It's time to take control of one of the most important parts of your life, your health. Sports Academy offers the largest variety of fitness equipment and group fitness classes like cycling, yoga, high fitness, Zumba, and water aerobics. Classes for all ages and abilities. Take control of your health and experience the difference at the Sports Academy. Your club, your results, your life. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Get your furnace fixed, call Gary Rick. Since we put that jingle together, everywhere I go, if people see my name and the logo on my shirt, they they sing it to me. In other words, being on the radio has helped you grow your business. Radio is the quickest way to get a message out. What kind of success have you seen since you've advertised on the radio, Gary? Our business has quadrupled. Visit CashValleyMediaGroup.com. Helping you grow your business. Cash Valley Media Group. Helping your business grow. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Okay, so we live in an era where everybody gets a trophy. Oh, don't do this. And that's what we're doing with UHSAA. Don't do this. Everybody gets to go to the playoffs. Don't do this. Everybody gets a postseason game. Look. I mean, come on. Look. Can we just say, like, you're not good enough. We love you as people, but your team is not good enough to go to the postseason. I don't want to hear that. Can we just say, sorry, you're just not good? No, no, no. Can we just not do that? No, you don't get to make this argument to me because I called. I'm not going to say what. But I called a specific Region 11 event that there was a certain child in that has the same last name as you, and they they qualified. <laughs> but I had to sit there for five hours because everybody got to swim. So you need to make the argument to me because they could have saved me half my day if they would have just went with some of the tops because they had them seated already. I, no, I, no oh, I don't well, agree on this. Okay, case in point, Logan girls basketball. It's a rough year. I don't, I don't want to make it even worse for them, but – why do they have to travel all the way down to St. George? They're going to get beat by 30 points and have to come back home. Because you don't play the game on paper, Eric. <laughs> don't play the game on paper. you got to believe. <laughs> you do. Okay, so before we – so you're at can I tell you, there is one stupid rule in Indiana sports. So in – there's, there's now they created – when I was growing up, there was only five classes in Indiana, and they made a sixth one. 
um, because some of the schools got bigger and bigger and they decided it wasn't fair and that's fine. But in class one through four, there were Catholic schools. There's, uh, it was Central Catholic is in one, Guerin, uh, Bishop Sh- uh, Chatard, and then uh, Cathedral. They're the four Catholic schools. And what happens is traditionally those programs are some of the best programs. And to your point about, well, oh, you got a winner, whatever, they win a lot. So what happened is so many parents complained that those schools win and made the argument because it's more of a private institution that they can, quote, recruit. Mm. They made a rule that every two years for, for all – they made all schools. They evaluate, and if you win too much – you stay in your class, you stay in your region, but that next year, for two years, you compete in the playoffs in the class above you, and they reevaluate two years later. Oh, and wow. If you win too much, you go up again or you come back down. It's a stupid rule. Wow. Interesting. Um, it's So uh, I've got um, – like it kind of reminds me of a, another situation that's happening here uh, in, in marching band. There is Green oh, Canyon. My language. Green Canyon has a huge band. Okay. Big band, very successful. They're in the same classification as Skyview Mountain Crest Ridgeline, yeah, right. who have a little more than half, but not quite half smaller. the size. I got but they're you. smaller, but I they're the same you. classification because of the school population, not because of the size of the band. And so, uh, for some of these kids to go and compete, they're like, we we know we're never going to win. Because they're That's so tough. big, yeah. and they're always so good. That's tough. It's just who's going to get second place. So that's, a, I know, kind of a different, it's apples and oranges a little bit. But should there be something else that we look at besides just population of school when we're what? looking at classifications? Because there's yeah. you talked about Ogden. There's other schools that, while they may have certain enrollment numbers, they don't have participation in athletics that numbers. Be, that should be a factor. So shouldn't that hold something that, that it doesn't make sense for them to compete with such other bigger schools? I'll give you a prime example. Uh, the one the one and only playoff game I've gotten to call, Mountain Crest played Uinta a couple seasons ago in football. They had, I mean, reasonably, what would you say a decent football roster is for Class 4? 50, 60 kids? Sure, yeah. You went to maybe had 35, and they got they got smacked. They were the last seed. Mountain Crest in that year was the first team not to get a bye. They were the 11th seed, and they got smacked. And, and it's, the, it's the same thing. Like, I think that participation ought to factor in a little bit because Uinta was class four, but they can barely field a football team that matches everyone else. So... You know, to your, it's kind of to your point, like, that's not fun for the kids. It's supposed to be competitive, but that's a competitive disadvantage that the kids have, the kids, the coaching staff, they have no control over. Yes. Uh, I think something else needs to be at play other than just the population of your school. That's No, I think that's fair. I, I think it's 13 schools in all of region or all of 4A just doesn't make sense. We've got to find ways to have a little more I'm not say parity, but similar numbers of teams available to compete in different events. Oh, to have oh. one region that's totally to the north and totally to the south, yeah. six hours in between, it just doesn't make sense. No, we've got to get this addressed. I agree with you. So text messages all over the place. So one seven six one says Idaho has the same rule of Indiana. If you weren't competitive, you can petition to go down a classification. Only last one to two years. Why try if you can get an easier next year? Stupid rules. Uh, nine three one zero says English soccer league rules are the best with regulation and demotion. Oh yeah, so if you if you com- if you continue to win, like you'll move up a classification. If you're right. not winning enough, you move down. 
So it's based on competitiveness. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I know there, we had some fun making this argument about college football and uh, having something <laughs> similar to that. Vanderbilt wouldn't exist in the SEC for like 20 straight years. No. Uh, 7452, you realize Logan has the same problem in about every sport from cheer to halos to girls basketball. Yes. Yeah, we, yep. yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. It does. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Mm. Uh, we do need to take a quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Uh, this has been fun. I'd love to get the more text messages coming through. 435-339-0321. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Hey, did you drop the ball on Valentine's Day? If so, I can help you make up for it. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter where you're at in your relationship, we have something she'll love. Stop in and we'll help you pick her out a thoughtful yet inexpensive necklace, pair of earrings, bracelet, watch, or even if you're ready for the next step, with our selection of over 3,000 designs, we'll find her the perfect engagement ring. Even after Valentine's Day, it's all about the romance. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. So you've heard us debating the best or worst parts of RPI and what's going on with playoff seating. But when it actually comes to parts, the best parts are at Napa. Locally owned with five locations from Preston to Providence. Best prices and the best parts. Uh, Napa Know How, and uh, yes, five locally owned locations from Preston to Providence. They'll take good care of you. Uh, very lively discussion about uh, RPI, about 4A, about high school hoops. Uh, the ratings are out. The playoff seating is out. Uh, you can see that on CashValleyDaily.com. We've got a couple of games going on uh, Friday, some region rematches. A few teams do have to hit the road, uh, notably Logan in girls basketball has to travel down to Snow Canyon. Uh, Green Canyon is hosting Crimson Cliffs. And then uh, Bear River and is at Mountain Crest on Friday for girls basketball. And for boys, it's uh, a couple of region rematches. Skyview hosting Mountain Crest. And uh, Logan is at Green Canyon. And then uh, uh, Bear River is on the road at Crimson Cliffs. So... 
Uh, it's going to be a busy Friday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when the state championship takes place down in St. George on the campus of Dixie State University. Yep. From 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> That's a full day. Hope Simmons got the same uh, spit and vinegar the whole day then. <laughs> Uh, we will have those games here on our family radio stations. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be fun to hear them uh, talking about all those games the best that they can. Uh, 435-339-0321 uh, in the Guild Mortgage text line, uh, 8003 quickly. Yeah. Under the impression that creating a 6A classification was going to alleviate a lot of travel for some of the districts. That worked well. Yeah, I mean, again, class 4, north and south. I'm- only for those in Salt Lake. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Everybody knows finding a quarterback is difficult. When a team finds a competent starter, it's rare they let him go. So the rumors around a potential Derek Carr extension make sense. Reports are the Las Vegas Raiders could ink Carr to a deal worth up to $40 million a season. And he's a good starting quarterback, but is he really worth all that money? Throughout the years, we've seen teams extend good starting quarterbacks, but unless you're an elite starter, it never really seems to pan out. Just look at Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. When the quarterbacks signed their contracts, they were both considered above average starters. But when you're paying quarterbacks of that caliber elite QB money, it's hard to compete for championships. Carr is a fine player, and he's an even better leader as we saw this season. So maybe this extension could work out for Vegas. But when you look at some of the similar deals in the past, you can't help but wonder if Vegas is rolling the dice. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz van. Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A gate mouth tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Napa Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Heat and Glow's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Heat and Glow has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. The NCAA Tournament on Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are Fox Sports! And here's...
here's what you need to know. Ball tonight, St. John's and Xavier going at it right now. St. John's out in front, 26-21. to 21. Only notable game, number 12, Illinois and Rutgers will tip things off in about five minutes from now. Alabama and Mississippi State as well. College football, Senior University of Michigan and head football coach Jim Harbaugh staying together for a little while. Five-year deal in place for him on the extension. will take him through 2026. In the National Football League, the Dallas Cowboys in some hot water. They paid $2.4 million in settlements earlier today, according to ESPN, to former cheerleaders after they were accused former PR of secretly recording them while they changed the locker room during an event at AT&T Stadium back in 2015. Major League Baseball trying to get things right with the MLBPA, and we'll have another bargaining session over the CBA tomorrow. I'm David Gascon. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes a move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on the full court press. John Russell will be joining me shortly. Appreciate AJ Knight for hanging out with me in the four o'clock hour. Very lively discussion about high school basketball and just high school classifications in general. Just, just looking at the debacle of what is this weekend, scheduling-wise, venue-wise, hotel accommodations-wise, it is a mess. And I really feel for anybody trying to get down to St. George to follow your designated team, especially... If you're the Bear River Bears and you're hoping to pull off the upset, you should have that mentality, right? Have the have the attitude, uh, have the moxie that you're going to do that. You're going to play more than just one game. Boy, but good luck finding a place. They have to run down to St. George Friday night to play the game. They'll probably get on the bus to head home. Uh, the next day, I don't know if they're going to... Maybe they might not stay in a hotel. I don't know. It'd be silly if they don't, but the game did get moved up to six. Um, but uh, if if they win, you got to go back down there and play more games on Monday. And good luck trying to find a place to sleep. Uh, you've got the, the that basketball tournament going on. You've got soccer tournaments, baseball tournaments, softball tournaments. You've got like a balloon festival, a big art festival. You got the parade of homes going on. It is a madhouse down in southern Utah coming up this next weekend. Good luck getting around, and good luck trying to find a place to stay if you haven't already. But uh, come on, we got to find 
a better way of doing these classifications in 4A especially. Just one all the way to the north and one all the way to the south just does not make sense whatsoever. Um, it This spring, this summer, we'd be coming up on the next round of you know, reclassifications uh, for uh, the, the UHSAA. But... Um, and it's such a mess. They've got to re- refine how they do this and have something more than just population counts. So whatever that student population looks like. Uh, so anyway, uh, the the uh, actually I'm just looking at this and it's it's going to be through 2023 actually. So uh, it was decided back in December of 2020. And the reclassification would be for the 21, 22, and 23 seasons. So it's not this uh, summer. It would be the uh, following year when they look at redoing that and uh, re, you know, thinking about changing things up a little bit. But it just doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of teams in 5A, very, very few in 4A. You got a pretty good number in 3A in the lower regions as well, but 4A is just kind of on an island there, the way that it works out for um, the way they've got uh, those rankings put together. So I, I hope they get something figured out. We do have one more year to try to mess with this and <laughs> wade through the mess. So, yeah, have fun with that. Uh, 2603 in our Guild Mortgage text line. If you want to weigh in, it's uh, numbers are 435-339-0321. What would be your best solution for reclassification? I I think that... I think that you'd have to look at maybe making it a little bit broader population that you look at what those numbers are between this number and this number of how many students are there. I think you have to consider current growth trends, but I think it would be also wise to consider what, what's your, what is your participation in sports? Like Logan, as was mentioned earlier, Logan really struggles with that uh, here, close to home. Does it make sense for them to compete at a higher level just because of their student current student overall population? But if they don't have that many students interested in participating in sports. Should they still be subjected to that same level? I think that there should be a couple other criteria than just what is your student population. Uh, John Russell, hopping in, joining us here in studio. Hey, John, how are you? I'm great. You're wearing a tie. Are you wearing a tie for me? Uh, I dressed up just because I knew you were coming in today. That makes me feel special. (laughs) Uh, I got to complain. I I love the chance to come here, visit, hang out. Ajay never invites me. I'm just going to leave that out there. Uh, only you do. But I'm sitting in his chair, and it's, it's like, wow. It's kind of like really high, and <laughs> there's a little stool below here, and I feel like the elf in the shelf. <laughs> no, it's uh, Elf the Ajay. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a proper way of, of saying that. Uh, We did get a a few texts that came in last hour that uh, we will focus on this hour about the Aggies. Last hour definitely was more of a high school uh, focus. Now with the RPI rankings that have been released, the the standings, the playoff pairings are out. 
And so we, we do know now what the final rankings are for our local high schools and what their playoff situation is going to look like. And, again, that's on CashValleyDaily.com. But we do have some games, that well, a number of games that will be taking place on Friday. In the opening round, a couple of schools get that first round by so they don't have to worry about playing. But uh, we've got some rematches, some interesting rematches. Notably, the biggest one is Skyview at number four, hosting number 13, Mountain Crest. Those teams played each other twice. Mountain Crest had a last-second putback to beat Skyview in Hiram. Uh, the game in Smithfield was close through three quarters. It was competitive, so this is going to be an interesting rematch. We'll have full coverage here on the fan with Hurricane John Newbold calling the play-by-play. It'll also be on uh, 107.7 KLZX and video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Bear River's taken to the road. They're heading down to Crimson Cliffs. That game starts at 6. Uh, Rod Zundel will be there to call that game. And uh, there will be video as well. And also on 104.9, the ranch. And then there'll be another rematch uh, at uh, in Green Canyon with Logan visiting the Wolves. That game will be at 7. Craig Hyssop will be on the call. And that'll be on Light FM 100.9, KVNU 610 AM 102.1 FM, and video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. So that's what's going on for the boys. For the girls, Logan girls, they make the trip down to Southern Utah to face Snow Canyon. Green Canyon is hosting Crimson Cliffs. And uh, we've got a Region 11 rematch with Mountain Crest hosting Bear River on the opening night of uh, the 4A Girls Basketball uh, Championship. And then everybody heads down. The winners head down to St. George and the, on the campus of Dixie State for games on Monday, Tuesday with the championship on Wednesday. The girls' championship is on Wednesday at – I just lost my page – at 2.30 yeah. and with the boys' game at 5.30. So strong chance, strong possibility. Multiple Region 11 schools could be in the semifinals – and there may be a chance for multiple uh, Region 11 schools to be in the championships, too. Well, you look at how the brackets are put together, and it, it's kind of interesting because there's a little, uh, you know, we kind of gripe about some of the matchups. You look at the girls, Skyview plays the winner of Bear River Mountain Crest. So, you know, immediately there you've got, there are three teams, only one of them is going to come out. And you can complain about it, but it, you got the same thing on the other side of the bracket. Desert Hills plays the winner of Cedar Hurricane. Uh, you know, so only one of those three teams will come out. It's almost like the RPI was set up so that you're going to have a Southern Utah and a Northern Utah team playing. Uh, almost looks that way. But how come is it every year we have this discussion? Why can't the people that are in charge, and I know I'm just kind of jumping on what you were talking about, why can't they figure out a way to do this? I love your idea about participation, uh, being involved in football and being able to see some schools. There are some 4A schools that, with all due respect and, and you know, tip your hat to them, those schools really don't care about football a whole lot. They're, they're kids that are there. They love to play it. They love the game. There's no place they'd rather be. But when you look at a school in, a, in its entirety, when you look at the population as a whole, you can tell it's not a it's not a school that's into football. Why? But but they fit within that little that little population range. Yeah, right. And so it, they have to. It, in 
the more I've thought about it, my my marching band example actually is a is a good example because mm-hmm. it's based on school population, but based on interest from those who attend that school who participate in that activity, it is very different. You have one school that has twice as many, almost twice as many students interested to participate in that particular activity than another school, but they're placed in the same classification and they have to compete against each other. Yeah, It, it makes a huge difference. Well, I, I think, unfortunately, what's going to end up happening is the, the powers that be, they're afraid to make that call. It's very easy for me to sit down and say, well, the range there is from 1,500 to 2,500 students, and you are at 1,502, so therefore you are a blank school. Well, yeah, but that school historically has not shown an interest in athletics, in marching band, in whatever whatever thing you're, you're considering. Put them in a lower class. Let, let Give them a chance to be able to be competitive and to be able to enjoy that experience instead of being a one-and-done every year. <laughs> Greg Madsen texting in. Uh, for Bear River, we talked about just how complicated it, it, it could be for the Bears, their fans, their families, mm-hmm. members to go down because it's impossible to find a room this, this upcoming weekend. Uh, he says that their plan is to go down the night before, spend the night, and then drive home after the game. Ugh. That is that is a That's long brutal. night. Now, I've seen this before, too. I know other activities have done this, too, to avoid having to, to pay for another night, another hotel stay for a bunch of kids. They opt to send the bus home late. I've seen this with other sports and activities, especially when they go down to St. George. Bear River looks like they're going to be doing the same. Um because their game did get moved up an hour, so it tips off at six. Ooh. A whole hour. <laughs> I mean that that game's not gonna get done till seven forty five. By the time you get done with all the locker room and get changed and go load on the bus, you're not on the road until And they're gonna stop and get something to eat on the way home. Did thirty? Yeah. Add that yeah, in. You're probably right. You're probably gonna get some some food there in St. George before you Okay, get tucked in. And get ready for the long drive home. Yeah. Hope you get some rest. Now it, it's those buses are not fast, <laughs> nor are they comfortable. <laughs> no. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of no. a lot of sleep on those as well. Oh, there there are so many options, and and you know everybody's going to complain. Southern Utah is really going to gripe about it when they have to come up here. Northern Utah gripe about it when they have to go down south. Why can't you just have something in the middle? Yeah, it's it's inconvenient, it's a little more costly. But, you know, Bear River folks, they travel great. And you could tell them your first round is going to be in Miami, Florida, and they're going to go. <laughs> they're they're going to find a way. Uh, but for a lot of other folks, it's, you know, you go back to, you, you talked about marching band. My kids, uh, a couple of them were in marching band. And there were competitions that we couldn't go to simply because there were other extenuating circumstances. There was time frames of other commitments with other kids, and, and they couldn't do it. It almost puts it in a position where, unless you're a school like Bear River, are you going to go to that game? Are you going to sit back and go, oh, okay, got to drive all the way down there. We can't get any room, so we're going to have to come back. Plus, don't forget, Aunt Marge's 80th birthday is is Saturday night, 
and I can't be exhausted. And if I don't go, it just creates all sorts of havoc. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's nuts, especially with everything that else that's going on this weekend already uh, in St. George. Yeah. Uh, Greg Madsen with another text says, it's absolutely ridiculous how large the 5A classification is. They easily could have put Bonneville or Box Elder or Ogden into 4A classification on the north end. They look. I agree. Look, you look at 5A is big. Mm-hmm. It's it's really big, and it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Um, that you could grab a couple of those schools that are on the fringe, and say you're close enough, and create a a third region kind of in the center of the state. It's like creating 6A, right? We got some big schools, sure. Should they be different than the 5A? Okay, probably. If they're really that big. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's about travel issues, look, there are, all those schools are along the Wasatch Front. That's not a travel problem. No. You created an even bigger travel problem for those in 4A. Uh, 2603 with an idea. A train from at least Salt Lake City to St. George would be nice. Yeah. Even a high, a better high-speed train. This would help out the situation for the high schools better. Yeah, there you go. Let's just all invest in a big high-speed rail. I like that. And I'll drive it. <laughs> 4823. Why can't they have region playoffs and winners play in Provo? Yeah, I. that was a, a proposal that we discussed last hour. It, it, that's something that we see in Idaho. Uh, other states do this. Um, that you you have your region, have a little mini tournament in your region, and then it doesn't necessarily just have to be the top team. You could send the top two or the top three. I don't, if there's only two regions, you know, I don't know, you don't need to send everybody in this case. But have it decided. Do a little mini tournament where you're at, and then send the top teams yeah. to face schools from the other region to see really who is the best. That's where people are going to argue. I, I like that idea as well, but you look at the girls' RPI, four of the top six teams are from northern Utah. You get in an environment like that, and now all of a sudden fans are going to say, well, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. How come you know the other teams that aren't as good as we are, RPI-wise, uh, have a better chance of going to the playoffs? But you got to win. I mean, that, that that's what it comes down to. you got to play the game. you got to win. Ridgeline is number one in 4A girls. Hands down, not even close. Twenty-two and one, RPI of point seven three nine. Desert Hills number two, sixteen and four. If Ridgeline doesn't win, it doesn't matter whether they're playing in in Provo, Saint George, Logan, Anchorage, Alaska. You got to win to keep going. But is it fair to teams? Is it fair to a Bear River? They go down, big upset win, and then they got to come back. Because they can't get rooms. I mean, that's another thing. Yeah, they're already. Who, excuse me. They've already got the plans with the buses and everything else to come home Friday night. Yeah. Then they have to turn around and try to find more hotel space for Sunday night. Yeah. Wow. Good luck with that. It's not gonna. And yeah, who also was the person that decided to schedule these on on this weekend? What? There are soccer tournaments in St. George on President's Day weekend. I know, this that's been going never on forever. Happened. Baseball tournaments, soccer tournaments, softball tournaments, parade of homes. Since when did that the happen? The Balloon Festival, <laughs> I mean, the Cayenne Art Festival. I mean, it's 
come up with something, and it's probably happening in St. George this upcoming weekend. So yeah, no no chance. I I just think it's unfortunate. I, I you know I like the idea of having regional playoffs and maybe taking your best two, have them meet in Provo, and you can play two nights in a row. You know they they can handle that. Looks like Utah State's going to be playing four nights in a row. I mean, does it have to be at a university <laughs> venue? Yeah, good I mean, point. normally they have been either at Severe, the, the, it's no college or Severe campus or whatever it was called, but it was in Richfield. Uh, it's been on the campus of Southern Utah. It's, now it's at Dixie State. It's been at Weber State. Does it have to be? Yeah, that makes it fun for the kids to be able to walk out on a on a per, on a college level court. Yeah, but there's some of these high school gyms are. They're big. Yeah. They can handle a crowd. Uh, I don't know. It's a mess. Uh, you know what else is a mess? Aggie basketball. Tough loss last night. We'll try to make some sense of it. What went wrong for the Aggies? What went wrong Wednesday? Let's think this go to list. Uh, after talking about RPI and state playoffs, classifications, I think we can lump uh, last night's game in with it as well. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in on uh, how would you reclassify or reorganize how high school athletics are done in the state of Utah, uh, but also we'll, we'll get into the Utah State basketball. Uh, we got some football talk too. The Mountain West released their conference schedule for this upcoming season, so now we know the twenty twenty two football season for the Aggies. What are the home games? What are the road games? When are these games going to be taking place? We'll reveal that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Do you want to set yourself apart from the competition? A new leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or take online interactive classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before March 15th to be considered for summer semester. Contact the MBA office for a waiver of the $55 application fee. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. If you're looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family at Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 228.22. For many business owners and operators, there's never been more challenging times to be in business. We get it. We started out as a small business more than 100 years ago. If it weren't for people who believed in us, there wouldn't be a DL Evans Bank. And through a Great Depression and several recessions, we've never stopped believing in the businesses that are the lifeblood of the communities we serve. In times like these, it's good to have a bank like this. DL Evans Bank. This is Community Banking. The Best of Northern Utah, presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm, is almost here. Best of Northern Utah. Starting Wednesday, February 23rd, nominate your favorite businesses at bestofnorthernutah.com. This is the contest every business hopes to win. Last year, nearly 1,000 businesses were nominated. Help us recognize the best local businesses by nominating them at thebestofnorthernutah.com starting February 23rd. Presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Stephen, stop dragging your feet. 
Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now, look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done, and either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Stephen? Yes, honey, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go, online at castalite.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson and John Russell joining me here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Gilda Morgan's text line is active if you want to chime in. Uh, we're all fired up about high school athletics <laughs> this hour, and uh, last hour as well. But 2603 weighing in. Idaho does three days in a row in-house. Utah could work out something similar. Um, yeah, you know, this, this idea, like we were talking off the air, Idaho... They have these these district tournaments or region tournaments, but they're they're much smaller. Some of those districts or regions only have like three or four teams, um, so they're playing a lot more games out of out of region. But then you determine who your region champion is, and you've got a lot of different regions coming together to determine who the overall best team is. So maybe that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, there's look, Utah and Idaho both have central hubs where a lot of stuff happens, but then there's a lot of stuff that's far flung in between. But if you know that's where it's going to be and you can plan and even get you know blocks of rooms already set aside, yeah. It makes a little bit more sense. So let me ask you this. I mean, so the argument for a lot of people is I want to play here. I want to have a local experience. So the 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 common thought process is, okay, we'll play in northern Utah one year, and then we'll play in southern Utah the next. We'll keep rotating that. How do you feel if you just say, you know what, you, you're going to play in, in along the Wasatch Front somewhere? Salt Lake, Provo, you were saying Payson even earlier. How would you feel about that and, and knowing that, you know what, I am not going to be able to play in front of my, on my home court, in my local environment. Maybe you have the finals and you know, rotate that every year. But, but for the most part, it's always there. But I'm never going to be able to play there. But I know that if I have to, I can drive down that night, watch the game, and come back late at night at a reasonable time. Would, would that work for you? If it's in a place like, if our current situation remains the same, where we've got one region to the north and one to the south, try to find something as centrally located as possible would be my preference. Mm-hmm. It, let's say it is in somewhere in Utah County, maybe even southern Utah County. That's a two-and-a-half-hour drive from here. You could go down, watch the game, and come back home that night. You, if the team wins, turn around and go back and do it again. 
if you're from southern Utah, that's more of a drive. Um, but it is at least a little bit more centrally located. It's not that big of a a chunk to to try to chew off at one time. Not ideal. No, it's not ideal, but. I think really the solution, though, is, is like you were saying, the solution is let's revamp the classifications and, and, and make it fair to everyone and, and understandable that there are some schools that even though they may be a little bigger, they may be above some, some ceiling that you want to establish. The reality is, is that when it comes to their athletics program, that's where they belong. Because all you've got to do is look down the records – of teams this year in football, in basketball, and were those schools that bad? And the answer is no. The answer is that they probably didn't have the ability to really get behind their programs like they wanted to. They didn't have the interest. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have you know, the opportunity. And, and let's face it, how fun is football when you're going out and you're 0-10? We're one and nine. That's no fun. No, no. Uh, a couple more texts coming through on the Guild Mortgage text line. 2787 says, I would reorganize it after the way Idaho does their tournament. All classifications, 1A through 5A, are in the Boise area in different gyms. And they play Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Then the tournament is over. There's less traveling back and forth, and it works very well year after year. And some of those games, some of those tournaments are at high schools. Uh, quite a few of them are at high school gyms. Mm-hmm. And there but, are nice gyms out there. You're right. Yeah, We have some new, really nice facilities in the state of Utah with some of these new schools. Could they not host a tournament for some of these classifications? Uh, 6543, I wish two weeks ago the Groundhog would have let us know what we were in for six weeks of bad basketball. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with not playing defense? This is bogus. Maybe we can play BYU in the NIT. <laughs> uh, NIT uh, at this point may be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I hope not. But yeah, Aggies, <sighs> Aggies struggled. They struggled. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But eight zero zero three points out. Halfway is about Scipio. <laughs> That's we could do it at the Scipio Church House. <laughs> That's true. It's Scipio fair. is the halfway point. It is fair. I like it. <laughs> How many hotel rooms do they have in Scipio? Uh, I know they have a little uh, outdoor petting zoo at one of the gas Ooh. stations there. I don't know oh, that's yeah. enough accommodations for what you do. <laughs> you have me a petting zoo. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> okay, so let, let's shift talk. Let's talk about the Utah State basketball team. Last night, uh, going to San Diego State a team that the Aggies handled in Logan. The first half, when it was in Logan, was close. It was back and forth, anybody's game. But the Aggies really separated in the second half. Last night, I never really felt like it was anybody's game. It felt like it was always the Aztecs' game. And Utah State was always playing catch-up and just got further and further behind the, the farther the game went on. Yeah, Aggies had they they were in it for about the first ten minutes, kind of went back and forth. But even I should say they were in it. They were in it from a scoring standpoint. But even at that point, things just you you could tell it was not a good night for the Aggies all the way around. There were there were so many things, uh, players making mistakes that they don't normally do, not being in the right place. Um, 
and and San Diego State they had revenge on their mind. They were ready to go, uh, but but really, the, the, there's one thing that stands out to me: Utah State just doesn't have a go-to guy that when you need a bucket, you can count them, count on them. It's and and you look at the teams that we've been struggling against; they do. Uh, Bradley last night just. You know, whenever whenever they needed something, they went to them. Other guys stood up, and the Aggie defense was just – it was porous. It, it was not good. We couldn't handle them inside. There was one play in particular, and, I, man, I wish I could remember who it was, but they San Diego State, great pass into the paint, way down low, and almost like the Red Sea parting. Everybody stepped away trying to cover somebody else, and they left the guy with the ball wide open – and he literally kind of looked around like, oh, I'm going to dunk this. Went up, <laughs> easy dunk. I think it was Johnson that ended up with a dunk. Um, but it was just – it was it was tough to watch. And as, as we talked about last night uh, on Aggie Call after the game, has have the effects of this season finally caught up to the Aggies? A lot of close games. Really a, a, a heartbreaking loss to Wyoming. In Wyoming, who, by the way, lost last night. Yeah, weird. That, that was crazy. A lot of sickness, people being out. as it all caught up with the Aggies, and they just they weren't ready to go? Uh, Justin Bean, after the game, had some interesting comments, kind of echoing what you just said there about guys not really paying attention to where they needed to be. But this team also, in the second half, had a span of like eight minutes. They only scored like two or three points. And... Just scoring droughts have been a problem before, and you're right. Having somebody that can get a bucket when you need it, or at least get points, getting to the free throw line or something that manufacturing points somehow, just is is really inconsistent on this team. Uh, Justin being some of his thoughts following the game last night. Yeah, that was a, a lot closer game the, the first half for sure. They uh, the game got away from us uh, towards the end of the first half, and then they came out swinging in the second. Um, a lot of offensive rebounds. I think they had 11 today. Zero the first time we played them, and obviously that, you know, it's a lot of it's due to the fact they're at home, they're comfortable, they're they were hungry. Um, but at the end of the day, we um, just just kind of took the punches and, and didn't give them back and uh, didn't take them with force. And so we have to go back to the drawing board and and um, just got to be tougher. But also we need to to do a better job just playing team defense. Uh, I think. They were on track to, to score in the 80s after the first half, so we just have to do a better job knowing who has the ball and who their scorers are and who we can help off of, and then just closing the possession out by getting rebounds. Well, two two comments specifically. One, the fact that San Diego State was also was on track to score 80 points. San Diego State does not score 80 points. Yeah. So, <laughs> very yeah, uncharacteristic. That is not a good sign. But his comment about we took punches but weren't, throwing them back or, or delivering, them back. <clears throat> delivering them back, excuse me. That just shows what the mindset of the team was last night. Um, look, you you go to a place like Viejas and, and you're, you got to be ready to go. It's going to be loud. And, and if, if vulgar, you have to, yeah. they're going to get after you. And if you watched the game last night, their crowd wasn't as big as we've seen in the past, but they were still into it. It's it's a game you've got to be amped, you've got to be fired up, ready to go, and the Aggies weren't. They just they weren't there. They they were a punching bag. They took shots, 
and uh, didn't didn't fight back, and it it was a frustrating game to watch. Uh, Coach Odom also with some comments after the game. I uh, want to get your reactions to what he has to say, uh, coupled with what Justin said as well. Uh, the pointing fingers in a roundabout way to any specific players or positions. Here's what Coach Odom had to say after the game. Tonight, uh, obviously, um, you know, I thought their defense was dynamite. Uh, San Diego State, they really bothered us. Um, you know, we were able to score some and, and keep it tight in the first half uh, going into to halftime, but we had too many breakdowns defensively, um, scatter report things uh, several times. You know, Bradley catches and doesn't have to dribble and, and you know, bangs a three or two. Um, dodged some bullets, quite honestly, in transition defense um, where they had some open looks that didn't go in. You know, as well, which obviously was concerning for us. Uh, and then they ran no different sets than they ran in the first game, and uh, they were able to score and get the ball in tight. Uh, and we guarded that much better in Logan, unfortunately. Um, and then, you know, they, they, in the second half, they turned it up even more, all right, defensively. It really bothered us. And, um, you know, we didn't give ourselves enough space to work with. And we've got to make sure that we, we do that right, going forward uh, because when you're playing a dynamite defense like that, if you don't have enough space to be able to, to maneuver and get around and you don't make them guard the whole court, they can bottle you up, which they did. I read some stuff. They were really upset the first time with only with, with the zero offensive boards. Yeah. And, and you kind of knew that would be a yeah, focus. Yeah, of course. And I thought a lot of times just that, yeah, some of those second chances were. Yeah, especially early in that first half, they came in and and, and, uh, we actually got some. In the beginning of the second half, our problem was we couldn't string together enough scores and stops. It was trading baskets, right, at the beginning of that second half. And we couldn't just get it tight. We got it to six, I think, at one point. And then, you know, they were kind of off to the races. They, was, they, they, they went on a little bit of a run themselves and kind of separated again and had to call timeout. And, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, the credit's all to them. They just did a really nice job tonight. Um, and it doesn't get any easier. I mean, you got to yeah. go to Boise now. I mean, you just got to, I guess, just keep plugging along and one game at a time and not worry about trying yeah. to focus on. Yeah, I mean, like we're playing really good teams, you know, in their building. And, you know, we've got to, you know, we've got to play better than we played tonight, you know, to have a chance to win. Um, you know, Boise's one of the top teams in the conference. Obviously, they're right up there, uh, you know, with Wyoming and, and Colorado State and now, you know, San Diego State. And, uh you know, we, we've got we've to just get back to practice, uh, get our bodies right. And I thought, you know, from a health standpoint, we were a little bit better tonight, but we're still a little bit disjointed, and we've got we to gotta get things corrected. I'll just ask one last, just yep. the, the technical. I mean, I know it didn't – the grand scheme things doesn't mean Yeah, there's two points. Two points. What happened, though, on the on – the... I was irritated on a blockout. That was okay. it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I, I felt like they came over Bean's back on that particular one, and I could have been wrong. And uh, I was just a little heated, and they came over to talk to me, and I made a mistake and probably should have disengaged at that point. And we were fine after that. You know, I apologized to them. And, and uh, you know, uh, you know, certainly the ref, ref, refereeing didn't impact the no, game. San, San Diego State's team impacted that game in a positive way for their team. And, uh, you know, you got to give them the credit. All right, so there's the comments from uh, Coach Ryan Odom after the game 
I don't think anybody can accuse him of not having enough emotion on the on the uh, sidelines as we have seen him now collect multiple technicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he can get fired up, um, but uh, just critical of his team not being able to get stops and and defend properly and um, and really get after San Diego State. Look, they knew things were going to be different, and they just didn't seem to uh, be there and, and prepared enough for it. Well, the frustrating thing is we've seen the Aggies play some stellar defense earlier in the years. The same guys. Uh, and you, you just go back to the earlier game against San Diego State. Just solid buzzing around, doing everything that they they could. But this is not, But they didn't last night. But the problem is it's not a one-off night. Every team has an off night. You're off from the field. You just, you're not cooking like you normally do. Not last night and not the night before. San Diego State was not an anomaly. That was not, uh, um, well, I can't believe I just said anomaly in Ajay's chair. That kind of freaked (laughs) me out a little. Uh, But, you know, that's not a situation where it's a one game. They didn't play good defense against Nevada either. And when they had that stretch where they were losing games, they were not playing good defense there. It's the defense that wins the game. As a fan, that's a struggling thing. I'm I'm okay. Well, I'm not okay, but you know I understand when you have an off night. But when it's constant, when it's over and over again, that's where you struggle and that's where you have a hard time. They've got to come out ready to go, and there there are a lot of questions with this team. You know, as I mentioned before, you don't have that go to. We got spoiled with Sam. Sam was a guy that when you needed a bucket, you gave it to Merrill, and you felt pretty good you were going to get a shot. Nimi was able to get that big bucket down the line. We don't have that. You look at the guard play, Ashworth uh, and Shulga. I want to see more out of Shulga. Z Hamoda, where was Z last night? He didn't even play after having a nice little, uh, you know, little spurt in the last game. Now, maybe he's sick and we just don't know about it, but we're at a point where I'm not throwing the season away. Are we going to the NCAA tournament? You're going to have to win, you know, at least three games in a row, if not four. Are we going to the NIT? I would like to see the NIT. If we can't go to the NCAA, it's always good to get more tournament play, more yeah. play. But we're also at a point, you got guys, let's see what they can do. Let's put them in there for meaningful minutes, see what they can do. Uh, let's go to Craig called in, wants to join us and weigh in on that Aggie basketball game last night. Craig, what's on your mind? Just gonna say that the the coaching staff had better do a great job recruiting next year because there's, in my estimation, there's nobody that scares you for next year. That you know you're going to get double digit scoring from game in, game out. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I like where. Barristow is developing this year, but he's been a little inconsistent. But he seems to be playing with a little more confidence in this system compared to where he was with Craig Smith. Does he take that next step? I, I don't know. I mean, Ashworth, can he continue to grow and develop? Foslev will be part of the mix next year. Is he going to be that guy? I don't know. But you're right. This this is a team that needs more more punch. It, it's just it's not it doesn't seem to be on the roster right now. We have some nice complimentary guys that might be your third option at best, third, fourth option. 
Um, and I agree with you, but, I mean, we are very, very inconsistent. All you have to do is look at all the zeros with all of the guys. There are no minutes played um, earlier in the year. And if, and if he doesn't pick up three or four guys that are double-digit scores, we're going to have a longer season next year than we're out of this year. Yeah, no great points. Great points. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for calling in. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. If you want to call in, I, I agree with them completely, and and it goes back to again. That was the comment I was making earlier. Is you you've got to have a go to guy, and you look at what's happening, you know, around the conference, and you look. But we, at the we're not good comfortable teams. saying Bean is that guy. I mean, why are we not comfortable saying Bean is that guy? He's a leading scorer every night. He's developed his game to be an inside out kind of a guy. We've had we've had this conversation multiple times, but nobody wants to come out and say Bean's that guy because because um, I, I may Bean need a can't police. manufacture a bucket. No, is that what we're saying? He, we don't feel comfortable saying that. He look, he you go from look. I'm gonna first. I'm gonna need a police escort back to my car after I say this. So you know, I'm gonna throw it out there. But the the reality is, is you go from where bean was when he came here to where he is now and, and the progress is phenomenal oh, huge and, and as i've said if you went around the country right now and said do you have a spot for justin bean on your roster i think every coach in this country would take him in a heartbeat but his game is based on flow it's based on hustle it's based on effort he is not a guy that you can iso with with five seconds left and you need a bucket He's he's a great player, and and I would love him for another five years. But you look at the difference between what Ike did for Wyoming. You look at the difference what Bradley did, what Sherfield does for uh, uh, Nevada. The good teams have that one guy that have that mentality of, hey, I want the ball. It's it's money time. I'm the guy that wants to I'm take go the get shot. A bucket. Yeah. Uh, lots more to get to. Want to continue to get your reactions. We need to get to the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, we have football we want to talk about as well. The, the whole schedule is now released for USU football after the Mountain West released its uh, conference slate earlier today. All that and more coming up here on the Full Court Press. 2022 is all about you. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. It's time to take control of one of the most important parts of your life, your health. Sports Academy offers the largest variety of fitness equipment and group fitness classes like cycling, yoga, high fitness, Zumba, and water aerobics. Classes for all ages and abilities. Take control of your health and experience the difference at the Sports Academy. Your club, your results, your life. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Dow with ChemDrive Northern Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs and upholstery and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with the Carpet and Rug Institute and Indoor Air Quality Association. ChemDrive's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call ChemDrive of Northern Utah. ChemDrive of Northern Utah. ChemDrive of Northern Utah. Five seven five two six one hundred. 
Cash Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the allergy clinic inside the Cash Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The allergy clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cash Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cash Valley Hospital. The allergy clinic accepts most insurances, including SelectMed. Call the allergy clinic at 753-7880, 753-7880. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware, and in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolton.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Mountain West Motor (laughs) helps with the mics on. They're Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're located at 615 North Main in Logan. A great selection of trucks and SUVs. They've been specially customized for your next adventure. So whether it's hauling trailers or hauling kids, or just roaming the mountains, go to Mountain West Motor. They've got a unique selection of vehicles. You can even see it online, mwmotor.com, or just stop by at 615 North Main in Logan. A lot of texts coming through Mm -hmm. on our Guild Mortgage text line, Uh, 6211. It used to be for as long as I can remember that the state basketball tournament was in Salt Lake. Not every team in the region went to the tournament, only the top two or three. Uh, yeah, for a long time for schools in this area, it was uh, usually at Weber State. seemed like that was mm-hmm. always a venue. Um, Do you take them all, though? That, that's another thing. Does every school, should every school go to the tournament? I, see, I don't, I don't think so. It, it, it does zero service to a school like Logan Girls Basketball who are just trying to build a program from scratch. They haven't won a game all year. Does it really benefit them to travel all the way down to Southern Utah to probably get beat by 20, 30, yeah. 40 points and I, I, and then come back home? I, I just I'm How not, is that a reward? I agree. For the season being played. Uh, 2197. Aggies showed zero heart last night. Very disappointing. No reason Hamoda doesn't play more. Shulga brings basically nothing to the table on either end of the floor. He's been wildly inconsistent. I think that's my frustration with Shulga because he'll have some games where he, he's a facilitator. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's in the flow. He's showing progress. And then he has games like you wonder why he's even wearing an Aggie jersey. Yeah. But get him out there. Get him out there. It's a blowout. Let him play. 20, 25 minutes. See if he uh, can do something. Yeah, that's true. Develop develop your future in those games. 
9-9-5-2 after final media timeout. Game is out of reach and not a single bench player on the floor. Why? Yeah, amen. No argument there. Agree. No. Uh, five eight seven nine. Bean is our guy this year. I do feel like this conversation is a little like Gary Anderson's second stint. He said about this team, we are who we are. Well, that, that complacency, unfortunately, that's, yeah, and, and you know, agree with 5879. I mean, that's that's not what you can have, but if you if you're going to be something else let's let's turn around and and like you said you know put five guys that don't get to play zapala played a few minutes last night wasn't the greatest but it was good to see somebody different on the court 5879 with a good point shoga's country is under threat of invasion he's a little distracted yeah that's a fair point actually very very fair something, <laughs> something we don't worry about yeah Another quick timeout. When we come back, uh, football schedule has been released for Utah State. We'll look at what 2022 looks like for the Aggie football team. If you're looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family at Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 228.22. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-95. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. So this morning, my wife's car wouldn't start. I had to put the old battery charger on there and uh, had to charge it up. But uh, cold weather is brutal on more than just your battery. It can be brutal on a lot of other things. So when it comes time for that oil change, take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're right there across from Angie's. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil. And uh, they'll get you back on the road fast so you don't have to wait along, wait around forever to get your car taken care of. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main. Uh, Mountain West Conference releasing the conference schedule for football this upcoming season. And so with that, we now know Utah State football's entire schedule for 2022. It opens at home on August 27th against Connecticut. They travel to Alabama on September 3rd, host Weber State on the 10th. Then they have a bye. In week three, they have a bye. On September 24th, they uh, host UNLV. In a conference game, travel to BYU on September 30th. It's a Friday night. And then you're into conference play. Air Force on October 8th in Logan. October 15th at Colorado State. October 22nd at Wyoming. You've got another bye on the 29th. November 5th, host New Mexico. The 12th at Hawaii. November 19th versus San Jose State. And conclude the regular season November 26th at 
Boise State on the blue turf. That is a yummy, tasty schedule. I I love it. I love the challenges. A lot of good road games going on there. Uh, the that big A for Alabama, screaming out. There are two things though that jump out that I really like. One, two buys. I think that that really will help the team. They get a little break early in the season, and then one towards the end. But the other thing, you can tell what the Mountain West officials think of of Aggie football. Last game against Boise State. That'll be a game weekend. Thanksgiving weekend. That's going to be a game really to determine who ends up winning the Mountain Division. Could be. So the the home schedule this year for Utah State, there'll be six games. Connecticut, Weber State, Air Force, New Mexico, San Jose State. Uh sorry, UNLV. I skipped UNLV. Yes, you do. Well, Connecticut, <laughs> a lot of people Weber do. State, UNLV, New Mexico, San Jose State. And Air Force. Uh, and Air Force. Yeah, sorry. But there, there's not not really any stretches where there's long gaps between games, which I think is home games, which I think is also encouraging. But what, you know, also tough games on the road. You know, you look at, you got to go to Colorado State, you got to go to Laramie, uh, and, and you've got to go to to Boise. The, you know, arguably three best games Mountain West wise are on the road. 5879, Bama, I'm going. Oh, nice. lucky you. Wish we could go with you. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.